Hello, welcome to an episode of the Miseducation Rick Need Podcast. Uh, this is the only direction I will be having at the beginning, because <laughs> uh, the rest of it's going to be taken away by my guest slash my coach today, uh, Rita Rivera. Rita is the assistant principal at our school, and she's also my coach. So all this year, um, once a week, uh, well, I guess multiple times a week, uh, because you come in for ob- uh, observations as well. But multiple times a week, we kind of sync up and really just kind of like check in about like what I could be doing to improve as an instructor. So Rita is kindly letting me record this and use this as a podcast because I thought it'd be really fun to do like the roast of Ricky Medina where we just talk about uh, the things that I could be doing better because maybe if you're watching this podcast, a.k.a. you're my grandma, (laughs) and you think that Mr. Ricky is this amazing teacher, you can hear about the things that um, I could be doing better. Um, But also everybody could be doing better. And the things that you're doing well. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I forget to think about that, but yeah. Uh, Okay, otherwise, this is all her. Take it away. All right. Well, thank you for that introduction. Yeah. I've never had that happen before <laughs> <laughs> in a reflection. Um, so first question, Ricky. Um, thinking about this year, what is your proudest professional moment? Um, I do feel like that's hard to answer because I think that with dance, it feels a lot of the time that it's like more personal mm-hmm. than it is professional because a lot of the time, well, I mean, even when I tell people about this job, I feel like a lot of times it doesn't really feel like I'm teaching dance, even though I am. I'm, I'm teaching them more like life skills and like um, just how to behave and be like yeah. people. Um, so I feel, I feel like the, I guess it is a professional moment, but the biggest thing was... Um, can't say his name, but I, <laughs> to, I had a student that I, I was just really, really struggling with, and it like drove me to my wits end to the point that I like marched into our dean's office, and I was like, "We need an intervention right now with this one student," and I was calmed down and I was helped. But then, like after that intervention happened, it was like everything was fixed. So I feel like the big lesson that I learned from that was like sometimes you need help, mm-hmm. and I feel like maybe just from like personal experience or like other settings I'm like used to like handling everything on my own mm-hmm. but like having a having that moment that I that I had the instinct to like go ask for help and also getting the help that I needed and it being better f- uh, for it was I think my most proud of yeah it's to consider it a, a professional moment right you're you're considering what you need to do in that moment to make sure that the student that you have in your class um, has like can can be present, right? Can be joyful. Can enjoy your class. Yeah. What do you think you did to like? And I feel like you already kind of reflected on this, but like, is there like what contributed to that success? Is it just like the reaching out? Yeah. Well, and I think also too that I I really did like exhaust all options that I had, um, and I think I I did everything that I could, and I I had a lot of like one-on-one conversations with him um and in those conversations I I, again I I feel like I handled it as best as I could so I and one and as that was happening like more in the moment before I would march to the office to her office or 
um, before I got the help that I actually needed, I was like really upset with myself because I was like, I should be able to handle this. Like I'm a capable teacher. I am passionate. Like I should be able to like convince this kid to play along for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after the support happened, I, I kind of had an aha moment where I was like, oh no, no, this was the answer. Like I, I was searching for a lot of answers before, and I, I think I did, again, I did as much as that I could, but the answer actually was that I couldn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just like the, I made the right choice at the end of the day. And it was banging my head against the wall to get there, mm-hmm. but it, it was still like the, the thing that needed to happen happened. So yeah. Thank you for naming that. I think sometimes like when we teach, sometimes we forget that we do, like there are others that can help. Um, and in that moment, it sounded like you needed to reach out. You needed yeah. like help outside of like your classroom, and it worked out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think too. Even even if I did have the strategies to like handle it by myself, I feel like also emotionally, I was just like way too charged <laughs> to do it. You know. And you needed to hear it from someone else. I needed somebody else to be like, "You need to take a deep breath," and I was like, "Oh darn, okay, <laughs> you're right." <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, I'm going to move on to the rest of the reflection questions on Ricky, but these are going to be around your strengths, um, the areas that you felt like you grew in the most, and then the areas that you still think are needs and areas of gap. So as you reflect on this school year, um, what were your strengths? And I want you to consider what was a strength at the beginning of the school year and continues to be a strength now? Um, I think um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm doing a, a decent job of viewing the student as like a whole person um, and trying, I guess uh, the PDs that I've feel like I've benefited the most and and I don't think like this naturally so I've I've been trying to really change my perspective um it was like the trauma-informed practices and like Mm. thinking of if a student is being resistant like what's going on with the student at home or in their normal personal lives and I feel like there's a lot of times where students that are normally amazing in my class will come in feeling a certain type of way or like be rude in a certain type of way and I feel like I've learned quickly to not let that offend me, one, but also just take it instead of, like, why are you behaving this way? More asking them, like, hey, is everything okay? Um, and I feel, again, with dance, I think being a little bit different of um, a, a subject that lets people be a little more personal, um, I'm, I'm just peeking in more to them as people rather than just students. Um, and I think before... If you would have asked me at the beginning, oh, I think maybe I did tell you this at the beginning of the year when, like, what's my biggest strength as an instructor? I would say, like, my subject matter, and I feel like I'm really mm. passionate about the, the things that I teach and the um, the history, the, the movements, like, being working in, in different places uh, makes me really excited to, like, teach hip-hop dance um, and whatnot. And I feel like here I, I can't rely on that as much mm-hmm. because they don't care (laughs) not to say they don't care but that's my job is now like making them care or like showing them that caring is okay Uh or 
you know, and, and all of that is more focused on them being vulnerable and then opening up and, and all that stuff. So I feel like I'm, I'm starting to, um, because I, I can see the student as, as people, I'm starting to relate that to like what I do, which is like this, I feel like very technical and um, fundamental perspective on like hip hop and hip hop dance. Mm-hmm. I'm learning how to like take where they're at as these young little people and then take what I have and like trying to make them be interested in it, I guess, or, yeah. or show them how to be interested in it. Yeah. You did say that at the beginning of the school year. Um, like you're very, like you know your content, right? Um, you went to school for it, you're passionate about it. And I think, and that's, I mentioned that at the very beginning when I started observing it, it was like very clear to me, like you're very passionate about mm-hmm. what you do. Um, and I can see that passion. I can see you wanting to like ignite that passion for like within every other student. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it, and I've seen it like at the beginning of the school year and towards the end, and now in the performances, right? Yeah. Like kids are enjoying their yeah, performances, enjoying dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've also like I would say that your ability. So you talked about like wanting to teach the whole child, right? And and you've been learning that, but like I think that was like something you were already doing at the beginning of the school year too. Like you were very mm-hmm. intentional about, and I wrote this in too, like building connections with students. And it's so incredibly important because it's not just about teaching, it's not just about getting the subject matter out. It's having those connections with students. And I think you were very intentional intentional when something was off, like yeah. with like certain students. And even like when you explained like what was your proudest professional moment, you talked about how like you reached out, like you did, like you exhausted your resources and you continued to talk to that student and then you reached out for help. You, you did what you needed to do, um, but you didn't leave it at that like, yeah. with that student. Yeah. Um, you'd like call parents, <laughs> you like, <laughs> talk to the student afterwards, like after class, during yeah. class. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you... How do you think all of that supported your instruction, your class, and like how they did in class? Um, well, I think that's the thing. I feel like with an elective in a middle school, I, I always joke with like my family and stuff when they're talking about like how interested the students are in dance. It's like in a class of 35, I'll have two that like want to be there really. And the rest of them are just like, either they got placed there or like they're just whatever about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like as, as an elective teacher, it's more about just like showing them an option. Um, and then because not everybody is going to latch on to that option, it's like, I feel like I just don't, because I hated dance when I was younger mm-hmm. and I didn't get into it until later in high school, I... I understand the student that's really resistant to like being vulnerable and open. Mm-hmm. So I feel like instead of thinking to myself like this student has to walk away like loving dance, I just want to think like I want this student to walk away feeling more more being okay with being vulnerable mm-hmm. um, more than they were when they came into this class. Mm-hmm. Like there is there's an eighth grader that we've talked about a lot who he just will not dance, and like I feel like I'm 
I maybe tried really hard the first month that he was here, and then now it's like, why am I gonna? If dance isn't his thing, dance is the thing. Like he doesn't have to grow up to be this like famous, you know, mm-hmm. hip hop dancer on a TV show like he, whatever. But I feel like getting that personal connection with him enough to like get him the idea of like you're you should try your best at everything that you're doing, whether right. it's dance, whether it's, um, I don't know, playing basketball at lunch, right. whether it's school, like you know. So I feel like dance is um, just like a, a conduit for like tapping into these students to learn those things like self-efficacy or like motivation and you know these, these things that are way more important than like the real world that can do with dance, but like ultimately it's about the, per- the, the, the student behind it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I think um, it was like you like, because you were intentional about like building those connections with your students or like reaching out afterwards. I'd also say that like it helped with like your class, like what classroom management. Um, Cause I think your students will like then feel more connected to you um, and then to your class. Yeah. And what was perceived as like they didn't care at the beginning. It's like different, like it was perceived differently afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like a lot of the, the things that we've, like, discussed related to classroom management, I, I was listening to a podcast, um, this boxing podcast that I really like, and it reminded me of you, and I was going to tell you about it eventually, but um, the this coach, Teddy Atlas, was talking about how this fighter, like, is so well-rounded and is so good at everything that, like, whoever he fights, he just has to, like, decide how he wants to, like, win. Because, like, he can win any way he wants, but he has to decide how he wants to win. And he was, like, it's almost like those old-school janitors that have, like, the key rings of, like, a thousand keys. And, like, the janitor knows exactly which key to use for, for whatever door. Uh-huh. And he was, like, you, you got to, when you're a boxer, you have to, like, get more keys so you can just, like, use it for whatever door. And he's, like, and if you have less keys, then you can't open as much doors. So I, as I was listening, I was, like, oh, I feel like that's, like, how my coaching has gone this year. Because, like... I feel like before I felt strong in a lot of like the classroom management strategies that I had, uh-huh. but then when those didn't work sometimes, I would get so mad. <laughs> and then you would like, uh, we would just talk out and workshop different ideas, and even some of them I was like, ugh, like, I don't want to do that, it's not my style. But then like, I feel like even if it's not, you know, quote unquote my style or like my instinct, like having the ability to rely on those strategies was good to like attack a different opponent <laughs> when when needed you know <laughs> <laughs> metaphors I, are colliding but i hope you understand where i'm going <laughs> i hear what you're saying yeah <laughs> Dude, but I, hear, I hear it students aren't opponents yeah like, yeah you're right you're right <laughs> oh yeah um, i forgot <laughs> no but I, I hear what you're saying like one strategy may not be like like a strategy that like works with everyone yeah like yeah. and it's true like we have we need to like as teachers like to strengthen your practice, to strengthen your pedagogy. Like you need to have make sure, like you need to make sure that you have different strategies and different tools under your belt that you can use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but one is not going to fit all. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's cool. I, I'm interested in yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna, I'm also going to add to your strengths. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to say what your strengths are. Um, I don't know if you said this at the beginning, but like throughout the year, um, every time we had a coaching meeting, 
and we talked about like, hey, this is what went well, this is what could go differently, you had the ability to like reflect and like take the feedback yeah. and even like adjust the instruction. Um, do you know this about yourself? I think so. Yeah. I think I think about my thinking a lot, <laughs> especially in relation to teaching. Yeah. Yeah. You have the ability to just be reflective and to to have a growth mindset, and then to be able to do something differently. And if it didn't work out, then you do something else. You know. And then even when like I would share notes, you'd already come to like the coaching meeting already like knowing what you like like it's like hey like that didn't kind of go like when the way I wanted it to go mm -hmm. but you are like you you changed it and you already came to the meeting already reflecting on what you wanted to do differently and so it is a strength and I like often say this to others and I mentioned it to my coach other coaches um it's a skill and it's a strength to have in like any profession mm -hmm. not just in teaching um, not just in dance, right? Like when you go to an interview, it's like really important that people are open-minded, they have a growth mindset and then are willing to receive that feedback and then take that feedback to grow. Mm. So I'm going to add that as a yeah. area of strength. Thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What areas of your instruction did you improve the most this school year? Like what was like kind of like an area of need at the beginning that you improved on this year? Um, I mean, I definitely think that behavioral management was something that um, I think it's two 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 responses. The behavioral management was something that I feel like was the most pervasive in my um, thoughts because I feel like that was. Like when we were talking earlier about me exhausting all options and, and working with students, like I would take those issues like home with me and I would like ruminate and just like let it stew, which I feel like I've gotten better at this <laughs> second semester, but it was, it, there were a lot of situations that would like really get to me. So to develop more strategies with that, I think helps. Um, and I think, I think what I'm learning is even with talking to the teachers that have been here for 20 plus years, like. Mm -hmm. I think behavioral management is always going to be a problem mm -hmm. um, because students are always going to have behavioral <laughs> issues mm -hmm. or, or they're just going to be different characters. Um, so again, I guess with the key metaphor, just like finding different strategies uh, is the best way to, to handle that, um, which is why I think it's important to not let it like ruin your whole day when you go home. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's the first one. And then the second one I feel like has been something that I didn't notice was like such an apparent problem before until I feel like we had our coaching meetings and talking about things and then it was just kind of like slowly things started to unravel that the way I don't even really know how to like pinpoint it to one thing but just like the way to scaffold these lessons to almost like um being very specific about like my instructions yeah not my instruction about like what I'm teaching but like the way that I'm teaching it yeah so that um, you know, in a dance class where we have students have the opportunity to run around like chickens with their head cut off if they want to, but it's like, how do I structure class in a way to where they don't even want to do that? Mm -hmm. And like, they can't do that. And they, things are a little, a little more structured so that 
Because I feel like when we first talked about structure, I was like, ooh, I'm afraid of structure. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I don't want these kids' like artistry to be stamped out. But when I started implementing the ideas, I was like, oh, like, because they're so focused on what they're doing now, their artistry is actually bo- uh, blooming. And, like, having a structured um, lesson in terms of, of, of the practices that they are doing to learn the whatever content... Um, actually, like, encourages the spontaneity that I love in, like, hip-hop dance. So. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I, like, wrote it down. <laughs> I even have, like, in my notes. Like, <laughs> I do remember. I think at the very beginning you mentioned um, I'm a little bit concerned with putting... Yeah. <laughs> implementing too much structure because yeah. it might take away from the creativity. Um, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, let's observe, let's, you know, and then little by little, we started talking about, like, things you could do to still allow for that creativity, because structure, like, won't always take away from the creativity, right? Like, sometimes actually, you know, like, help students be more creative. Yeah. Um, And so little by little, I think I started seeing more and more of that structure. Yeah. So I'd agree. Yeah, and I think, too, like, to go back to what we were saying at the beginning, I was so, like, because I feel so confident in other dance settings Mm -hmm. like with with, you know my either my college students or at the dance studios I was like I was hesitant at first because like I already know like what works and I know like how a dance class is supposed to run so I'm a scared I'm scared to like add these things but I I feel I feel like behavioral issues came up more and more and more and then it made me realize like oh maybe this is the point (laughs) maybe this is why she was telling you this because like it's a different because it is a different setting you have to like teach differently um and it yeah it 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 honestly like now doesn't a lot of the things that i'm intentional like the um increase like um i get a structure i suppose doesn't feel forced most of the time yeah like it's it's uh, it's almost just realizing that like oh they they need this increased structure or else they like aren't gonna get the same quality of instruction that like a college class would right I'm glad. And it doesn't feel limiting. Like, no. it doesn't feel like you're no. taking away from them being able to show their own creativity. Yeah. Well, and even, like, because well, so we had the EdTPA lesson plans that I, I showed you. Um, I was uh, talking to a friend, and we were just writing about our, our lesson, or talking about our lesson plans, and I was like, it is kind of fun to, like, as, as a teacher, to, like, have a lesson plan, and, all like, there's... I can't imagine such a thing as like a perfect lesson plan. Mm-hmm. There's always something that you could add that's just like a little bit different yeah. in terms of like how specific you are to teach something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's nice because like if I, you know, especially the way that our schedule works here, like if I have the sixth grade class and I was like, hmm, like this part of this lesson didn't like feel good today. So like I can write down a note for myself the next day and say, hey, try adding whatever. And it's usually not even like a big thing, but like right. those small little specificities like really really change a lot yeah and and i think that when when we were first talking about it, i was like oh i'm gonna have to change everything about my like i'm gonna have to like teach a whole different class but it's more just like how it's like the same package is like how you're delivering the package yeah. i guess did you feel like you needed like after first coaching sessions you needed to change your entire class or no i feel like a lot of it too i i, I might have just been um not, I guess intimidated because it was like I'm not used to doing mm. this like I don't know if I know how to do this and I feel like 
that's why with the coaching sessions, like workshopping and, and talking, I feel like I just had to, um, cause like now this, the specifics of each, each lesson are different lesson to lesson because like you're teaching a different thing. But like when you, I think the idea or like the mindset of like looking at a lesson and being like, how could you be more specific with this thing or right. more intentional with how you're teaching them this, like right. be, being engaged in that mindset, I think is, was really helpful like to start off. Yeah. I hope that the coaching sessions were like, or like when we like, when I gave you feedback, it was like in manageable chunks, you know, like yeah. manageable, like when we oh, talk yeah, about yeah, like yeah. in teaching, right? It's not like, all right, you got to do this completely differently. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole thing yeah. out the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I hope it like felt like, yes, like let's work on this part. All right, great. You did that. Like now let's kind of like work on this. Like every, like, and you're right. I think like when we take a look at lessons, there's always going to be something that like can be tweaked to just make it a little bit stronger yeah mm -hmm. or different yeah and I, I think like you just said the manageable chunks that that makes it a little less intimidating yeah. because it, it can just be like make two changes to this lesson you know yeah and there can always be like i said there's always an improvement so yeah it's it's makes it it's, it's literally like dance where you can't look at a performance and be like, I did it perfect. Like, there's always going to be something that you can improve. Yeah. So, it makes it a little more. It. it I don't want to say it takes the pressure off because I don't like. I do feel pressure to teach kids well, <laughs> uh -huh. but it almost like makes me feel like it's it's an art form rather than like a skill that I like know how to do already. You know, yeah. it's like something that will always be developing and it will always get better. It's um. I, there was another teacher like we talked about this and she it was just an art teacher and she mentioned teaching is like the actual process of teaching a lesson is like an art as well mm -hmm. you know um you get to be creative with it you get to change things around if something doesn't work then you make it like different and you embed new strategies and and so that in itself was an art and yeah. i remember her mentioning that That's cool. so yeah um i'm gonna i'm also gonna add <laughs> like the areas that you yeah, do yeah. and ricky um right away like one of the very specific things like you're really good about like when i gave this feedback like getting the attention of your class like all of this was like you you improved like structure which influenced classroom management um so like you started embedding strategies to get the attention of your entire class um you started giving students directions and making sure that they were all participating and we talked mm -hmm. about this like all engaging um all being like they were all being held accountable to that engagement um even like the way you started like lining them up across the dance floor there were very specific things that you did you started changing you embedded like structures like think pair shares right mm -hmm. um and then checks uh, for comprehension you had those quizzes and then trackers <laughs> to help you grade and to help students participate during session so all areas that you grew in yeah which which did help structure which didn't take away from creativity yeah <laughs> um as you reflect on this school year what do you think is still an area of growth or a gap um oh no <laughs> i'm gonna run Um, I think, um, I don't know if I'd really call it an area of, 
I think, well, I don't know. I think it's an area of growth. It might not sound like one, but um, I feel like I was not, at the beginning of this year, I didn't consider, like, my actual room in my space and huh. how I wanted the classroom to be oriented. Um, and a lot of that was COVID. And a lot of that was sharing a room with another teacher and was a lot of it was, I don't know what we'll use yet and uh, that type of thing. So, like, I have a lot of plans for, like, how I want the, the room to be oriented. Like, I, I think what I... They're probably going to hate this, but I think I want to have like a, a backpack like tree or something because it would really bother me when like students <sighs> would use stuff in their backpacks and then like I feel like kids would either like sneak food or like try to sneak their phone or whatever. Huh. But it's just like the, the, the fact that their backpacks were there was like a source of like uh, temptation for them. Okay. So it was like I would love to have like in that corner just like this like almost like a coat rack for backpacks where it's just like hang your backpack up and that's that's how it goes and that's that's how it is you know okay. um so like something like that i've been thinking about um sounds like more structure yeah <laughs> <Sounds> yeah <boring. laughs> um no it's, it's literally like structuring my class yeah. to suit what i need um which sounds so so simple but i feel like when i was coming in here i didn't really I've never had my own like my own space like mm -hmm. even teaching in the dance studios or, or or colleges or being a substitute teacher like you I was always like just kind of popping in a room um, so like I, I have these these things written up in the wall of like the vocabulary and like I actually I started off by using the whiteboards mm -hmm. and kids would like either erase it or like draw new stuff and then it would get really hard to see mm -hmm. and it would like Halfway through this semester, not even last semester, this semester, I was like, why don't I just like use the walls? Like, yeah. well, how come I haven't done that yet? Um, and then like I, I'm not even really sure like this setup of like mine and the other coaches' desks. Like, I don't know if that's like ideal to like how I want to be. Okay. Um, spacing things. So yeah, I, I feel like in the summer I have a lot of work to do in terms of like structuring my classroom physically and geographically to like maximize either participation or focus or whatever that makes sense i didn't even think about that but that does make sense um so it sounds like you want to be more purposeful about your space yeah because this is your space yeah um and the space of your classroom and you just want to make sure that like you use the space intentionally so that your students can well, you can actually maximize what like your your time yeah well and like uh, like something and and even I think I can like post little things around the room, like yeah, like posters. other teachers. Yeah. Well, these posters are not even. This is the only art that is like mine. Like kids have given to me directly, which is <laughs> nice. But before I had these walls covered in people who I didn't even like. They weren't even my students. It was just like, well, this is in the room, so I'll keep it here. And I just like was treating it like again. I was only going to be here for a year, so now I, I I feel like I just need to like. Like, we have all these chairs that the kids have just, like, torn to shreds because I feel like I haven't really been specific about, like, how we're supposed to treat the chairs in our okay. room. And then, like, the mats, I feel like I can kind of reel it in because we use those a little less. But, like, putting a sign up there to see, like, mats are not toys. Don't roll around in them. <laughs> use them for dance purposes and, like, put the mats away. This is how it should look like when you put it away. Put a little picture next to it. Um, and I feel like that's all, like... 
those I've I've had those thoughts as like this semester has rolled around, but I not that it's too late to like implement changes, but kind of like I feel like it's those are things that are way easier to implement at the start of the class to be like this is the way that my class mm-hmm. runs, this is how it is, this is how it's always going to be. Mm-hmm. But if I like week 32 going to be like, okay, here's how we're going to treat the chairs, like most of the kids are not going to like, they're going to treat the chairs how they've been treating them for the last 32 weeks. So um, I, th- I think like uh, establishing my, my rules and yeah. classroom expectations, like that's what it is more immediately. So it's like being purposeful about your space, but it's about like your community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then setting those expectations for that community and like in the, your norms uh-huh. too. Yeah. Like at the very beginning of the school year. So that again, you're maximizing every yeah. every single minute. Nice. Okay, I didn't even think about that. That's great. Um, anything else? Um I think next year something that I really wanna get better at is establishing a connection with like the family community and the okay. community that we see outside of just the uh, physical classroom. Um, and I feel like that was in multiple different like behavioral issues that I've had this year involving the family helped a lot. I didn't mean that the, the problems went away 100%, but like now I know that like they're getting pressure from like at home as well to like be their best. Um, and I, I feel like I didn't really do that at all my first semester because, and a lot of that had to do with COVID and like what we we're able to do. Um, but I, I, I would like to make more intentions about that. And I feel like this year we used Parent Square and I didn't even know how to use that really. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of slowly figured it out and I messed I don't know if you saw that but I messed up once and sent an email to the whole school saying hello dance families and they were like I'm not in dance class and I don't I was think like, you did oh no <laughs> and it was embarrassing but like yeah to to be able to use our tools to reach out to like their their homes I think is something that I like want to make intentional steps towards okay and like in your in the way you're thinking about this you're thinking about like calling home is there anything else Um, yeah, calling home, I feel like I haven't really been afraid to call home. Um, are there other ways you want to be more intentional about, about like, well, I I think too, like back to school night and and all of the things like to be able to have, I hope, fingers crossed, if we can have them in person, like, I think that's going to help a lot. Um, I hope so too. Yeah. I hope so too. I mean, there were so many other things that we used to do like in person, um, like those parent town halls, we would, like we have them virtual right now, uh-huh. but those could possibly be in person. Maybe we'd have more like different ones so that we have less people in them. Um, we used to have like these town halls where teachers would introduce themselves, like and the parents we had to know the teachers a little bit more. Um, those are those are other ways that can help you reach out to the community and connect with the community yeah. and parents. And I feel like we talk about MPs a lot, like I think we just talked about yesterday, the idea of like not just reaching out to parents when things are bad. Right, um, right. I am definitely, I think, guilty of that. And I, <laughs> I could be doing more to um, almost like being a little more transparent. Not transparent as in like I'm hiding anything, but more like, I guess, forward about what they're actually doing. Because huh. I think like 
if we have like like we've done a bunch like these little dance combinations in class like why don't I record one of those and send those to the fa- the parents and be like this is what your kids worked on today you know mm-hmm. and I feel like that's um, just just being uh, again intentional about like uh, keeping a line out to them and trying to let them in as much as they can because I'm getting the sense that a lot of their kids don't love their mom says what you what'd you do today the kids are not going to be like dance class was the best like they're all embarrassed and they're like don't ask me about dance and like they're all scared so yeah no it's something to keep in mind too as a school like how do we communicate and we've talked about it with other teachers too like how do we communicate what's happening Mm -hmm. like just even like that like what's happening at school right um what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) what's happening this week in science what's happening this week in history we're projects, right? So, like, how do we continue to, like, how do we get better at that? Mm-hmm. So, it's not, I can see that being an area of growth for the entire school. Um, any other growth areas? And I'm going to start asking you about goals that you want. And it yeah. could be around your areas of growth. Um, I think behavioral management as a growth area is just something, like I said, it's going to be something that I'm always trying to be intentional about. But I don't think anything else specific if I may. Yeah. Um, you, um, towards the end, we were talking about, and you started, you mentioned this earlier too in our, in our conversation right now. You want to be more specific, and I think it continue, can continue to get better, um, like breaking up your directions. Um, into smaller parts. Like I think you were like, t- was that what you were referring to earlier when you were like, yeah. inst- like giving instructions? Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were talking about that before testing, and then even like when you were giving into, like you were getting better at it too when you were giving like instructions to students and then like how to like talk to each other, how to make sure that they were like, you were specific about what you wanted them to say. Um, specific about your think pair shares so that could continue to be an area next year too and I think that'll yeah. help like your classroom man- continue to help your classroom management yeah. um yeah that's that's all I have do you okay so thinking about next year I know we're running out of time here Ricky thinking about next year what are your goals and are they specific because if it's just the specific ones to your growth areas then I can write them down so is it about setting your expectations at the very beginning of the school year? Yeah, that's definitely the most immediate. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm interested to see. I, I thought a lot about next year. I think that because my presence has been made known to the campus this mm-hmm. year, next year is going to, I think, look a little bit different about like who is enrolling in the dance class. Okay. Um, and I think that's going to make life a little easier for me. I'm not banking on it, but I, I, have, a, I have an expectation of that. Um, so I feel like I, I don't know how to express this. Like I, I want to make intentions about being developing relationships with every student, not just like, for lack of a better word, my favorites or like the ones that are in, most interested in dance or the ones that are the loudest, like whatever the 
the students that stand out the most, I feel like I've done a good job at, at making relationships with. But I feel like every class, I'm like, I've never had a conversation with like four of these kids because they're so quiet or mm-hmm. whatever. So a, a goal that I have for myself is to just make sure I'm specific about developing relationships with all students, not just like okay. some of them. Awesome. I'm writing this down. Yeah. We'll come back to this at the beginning of the school year. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Um, I think um, also, like, this is a, a more campus culture thing, but I never miss a sixth grade lunch at this point <laughs> because, well, I'll miss today a little bit, but um, I, they're just, they're so fun and they're so sweet and they, they get excited when I go out there, but I don't go out for the other lunches as much. Um, and I'm, maybe this year I think that might add up or amount to just the way that like my time is, is organized. Mm-hmm. But I think that because going out to the sixth grade lunches has been like so powerful mm-hmm. to me, um, I want to like be intentional about making outside of class time a priority for everybody and not just again the most fun ones <laughs> which and that's the thing I, I I'm saying they're the most fun but I've only really gone out to them so maybe I would have just much fun with the seventh grade if I right went out all the time you know <laughs> and the eighth grade yeah um okay so it sounds like you you're you want to be more intentional about that um developing those relationships with mm-hmm. all students and even like going outside during yeah. like lunch to get to know them yeah. in and outside of class yeah. I think yeah yeah okay so we'll refer back to this. Um, I have a couple more, Ricky. I don't know if you have time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What are you most nervous about next year, and how can I help with those challenges? Honestly, I as weird as it sounds, I feel like I've been really nervous about the incoming sixth graders, because I. Oh yeah. Like it's it's weird. This year I knew nobody, so I feel like it was nice to just be brand new and start from scratch and I feel like next year I'm gonna have all these seventh and eighth graders who know who I am and then the sixth graders have no idea so I am only nervous because I feel like I, I don't know what that's like yet so I've just thought about it a lot as of as of late um well you'll be here during the summer right you mentioned you're, you're gonna have I think I'll be like in and out yeah. um a little bit but not not necessarily full-time so yeah. so you'll have, you'll get to know some of them yeah maybe a peek in yeah <laughs> But um, I'm sure the strengths that you have regarding like building connections and, and relationships with your students is still going to help with like those incoming yeah. yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and and we'll notice like every year like we'll notice there's like a different type like of need and then like strengths for each class, and we'll all, like all teachers continue to work with mm-hmm. them <laughs> yeah. with their strengths and their needs. Yeah. Um, what are you excited about next year? Um, I think I'm excited to have the students that, like, again, if I have a class of 35 and three of them are really interested, like, mm-hmm. those three I, I know are going to want to... It was actually... I don't know if I told you this. I went to... Um, when I, I was in a dance company in college, and I went to their, like... They had a street dance showcase a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was incredible, and I was just blown away. And then at the end, my the person who used to be, like, my company director... She was introducing the company members and the microphone, and 
one of the guys who was kind of like a mentor of mine um, on the company, she was like, and Ernie right here, like he, uh, he started dancing for me when he was in the sixth grade and now, and she was talking about how he's on our company now and he's, you know, 28. And I was just like, that could be like one of my students. Like it was a really crazy, like, whoa, like that's how all my kids are. Um, so I definitely, the kids that are really, really interested in dance and are getting better in like those, yeah. those few, those like 10% that are really into it. Like I'm excited to have another year with them and have them grow as leaders and um, just dancers and artists and people. I'm excited. Yeah, that does sound exciting. Them. And you will have those students, right? Yeah. That will want to continue. And, and there are, they are a little bit more advanced in advanced. Mm. Um, well, I'm excited about that too. The rest of this is, um, do you have any questions or feedback for me? No, I like, um, I, like you said, I like reflecting. So I feel like it's nice to have, it's like, you're like my, um, I think maybe this is even like the intention, but like my, my teaching therapist <laughs> where we just like talk together to work through the problems. And I feel like too, it's, it's nice that like in the coaching, um, dynamic, it doesn't, it's never once felt like, uh, you having all the answers and like just telling me what to do, Good. but it's more just like work, workshopping ideas and like, let's try this. And like, what do you think? And, you know, a lot of, um, I don't know, just conversation about it. So, Good. Good. which I, I think is, is great. Cause I, I, again, that makes me feel a little more open to experimenting rather mm -hmm. than like feeling this pressure of like, Oh no, I have to be perfect all the time. But like, knowing that there is no perfect and like just talking it out and like having fun with it is nice. Yeah. It's and it's a lot of a, like what you bring too. It's like no one's like one expert and it's like, so let's talk through. It's always been yeah. like, let's talk through like what worked and what can work with like you knowing your class best and your area of expertise. Um, so I'm glad that that's been helpful. Yeah. Good. Anything I can change? Are you definitely, you're definitely my coach next year too? Do we know that? I don't know. Oh, um, I, I'm going on maternity leave. Oh yeah. Hey baby. <laughs> um, so I think, um, most coaching assignments are, are, are staying the same from what I understand. And then I'm going on maternity leave. So during that maternity leave, if you are still my coachee, then someone else will have you during that time. But then I also feel weird, like, coming back and be like, all right, you come back. <laughs> so I don't no, know. I don't know. I don't want to do that. Not at all. I'll selfishly do that. Um, so, I don't know. Cool. Do you have a request? No. No, I, I just, I, like I said, I like the, the um, exploration of it and exploring it together is fun. So, yeah. Yeah. It has been fun. No requests. <laughs> Thanks, Ricky. It has been Thank fun. you. Um, I don't know if you want to stop. This is like, sure. <laughs> like yeah. I don't... Oh, okay, we'll stop. <laughs> and we're done. Thank you. <laughs>